listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Good morning. This is the Frank Skinner Show. I'm Emily Dean. I'm standing in for Frank this morning. He's still on his holidays. It's all gone a bit lottery winner. He's spend, spend, spending. You know, I think it's since he got that Doctor Who part and he thinks it's like getting a part in a movie. (laughs) It's not really like that. They get equity minimum. They do it for the love of it, these people. Um, This morning, I'm joined by the ever-lovely Cockroll. Morning. And, oh, I like that. It's quite like you were on uh, Good Morning Britain. Morning. Morning there, Susanna. Um, And Steve Hall in the house. Uh, good morning, Emily. Good morning, Alan. Morning. Oh, it's very formal this morning on Absolute Radio. We should say... Um, I've overheard very little cricket commentary, but I think we've tiptoed into that. <laughs> to extend the formality, you can text us this morning on 8.12.15, or mm-hmm. you can follow the show on Twitter. How do they do that, Cockroll? Uh, Twitter avoiding Cockroll. Is it at Frank on the radio? Very good. I should the say, radio. the Cockroll doesn't... He doesn't have a Twitter account, does he, Steve? But he is what we call a lurker in the business. I do... Uh, I do read it sometimes you know i have a look at what the conversation is about mm. zeitgeist yeah didn't, didn't someone launch a fake account for you once? did have an imposter but uh, in oh fact, i'm so was, jealous you had a fake account i had an imposter in fact it was steve hall in the house that alerted me to it by saying uh didn't you send me a text or an email saying i'm pretty sure you've got a twitter imposter because you've tweeted and put lol at the end <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> Given that I know you and that you would not do that. And given that, much like David Cameron, you think it means lots of love. That's exactly it, yeah. (laughs) And then they put a sort of vaguely misogynist joke, which isn't me either. Well, that's not you at all. Did it say there are four ugly girls in a bar? (laughs) And I didn't know which one to choose. I'm sorry, I apologise profusely. Your first tweet would have to be something like, I have officially lost all my dignity. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's my first tweet. Um, Can we just talk briefly about the cockerel... Who, Hello, nice to see you again. Everyone. I know this is this format is radio, so this isn't particularly is. useful. But um, I should explain to the the readers this morning: the cockerel is sporting something of a, a shiner. It's a shiner in the sort of Beano um, Dennis the Menace it is style a very type old of shiner. Black eye. You got rid of that Twitter imposter the only <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's like a seventies makeup artist. You see the other guy. Yeah. Um, Could you care to explique? Yes. You know, uh, you know, a few weeks ago when we did uh, that story about Ben Fogel being um, <laughs> someone snatching his bag and him saying, enjoy the black eye, it yeah. just reminded me how much I enjoy black eyes. So <laughs> I've, I've permanently had one since, but you just haven't seen me that much. <laughs> it just, it's taken that long getting that tat- the tattoo done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, What's no, a, I, what a go on, my oh, house? Oh, come on, you know... Were you, no, were you doing a you little know, karate? I'm, I'm a little bashful about the martial arts, um, and yes, I <laughs> well, was it is doing... a Beano's type of thing, you're the bashful street kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was doing my martial arts class the other day, and I got a little bump from a man's knee near my eye. And, I beg uh, your pardon. <laughs> it's, gone, it's gone a bit black, but it really doesn't hurt. I'm not saying that to be macho, because, you know, I'm agonised every day when I step on Lego, but it's, it genuinely doesn't. It's fine, but, but it's, it's a good, good fun. You, it looks you look. It makes you already look quite hard. I do and not. It makes you look that harder. Is not true. <laughs> no, let's be reasonable. Cockerel's never going to look hard. Good. But I would say you're at least seventeen percent more hot. Thank you. As a result. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've already had a text in. Emily, yeah, I know the... that. Do you know what? why? Because rather worryingly, during that track, the producer went, have we had a text in? <laughs> <laughs> like Neville Chamberlain with, <laughs> I hold in my hand this piece of paper. <laughs> We've had a text on 8 to 12, 15, uh, from Ian Angel, who said, Sorry. Hi, Emily, with his black eye from martial arts, does Alan look like Kung Fu Panda? <sighs> yes, he does. 
And do you know what? That's working for me. Yeah. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. It's a very visual medium, isn't it, radio? It really is. Alan's a little well, embarrassed yeah. about his shiner yeah. readers. I'm yeah. sure we can credit people know what a black eye looks like. That's they do, not they, they, they can make the leap. It's interesting though because because it doesn't hurt at all. I kept forgetting yesterday and just walking up to people and asking for things, you know, like <laughs> coffee and you know, mm. their wallet, that sort of stuff. You know, it's, it's the perfect chance to play pranks on people. If you went up and went, have you seen a woman crying in a wedding dress? <laughs> <laughs> What you, but you know what? Because you've got a very approachable, lovely little face. Not normally. You. I mean, that's wrong on so many levels. I I've wouldn't look face. at you. I wouldn't <laughs> think you were the gripper Stepson of the incident. So I wouldn't think there'd been a nasty scrap. There was no incident. It's a shared. Let's. let's I think we all know this. there was an incident, but let's leave it. <laughs> um, do you know what I'd like to talk about? Oh, I've just realised we can get coffees, can't we? Because mm. big, big Dad is not here. <laughs> so it means I can spend, spend, spend. I might even get three gold coins. Um, but talking of Big Daddy, I saw Frank this week. He may not be on the show, but I still got my Frank fix, which is very exciting, because I went round to his house. Um, lovely house. He's, he's done well for himself. Mm. Um, it was Buzz's birthday. It. Have you not? No, I've never seen it. How embarrassing. Have you seen it? I've not seen <laughs> it. Has anyone in the studio seen it other than me? No. This no, is the worst thing you. ever. But I'm secretly quite pleased. Yeah, you're special. Um, <laughs> anyway, Kathy, thanks Kathy. she texted me and she said, do you want to go around for... You can either go around for a children's party on the Saturday or a lunch with five adults on the Monday. So you went Monday. Obviously. Good. <laughs> no, I like a children party. Yeah. Some of my best friends are children. Yeah. <laughs> None of my best friends are children. And in fact, Buzz is rather special. I mean, I'm, he's very charming and just a, an, an exceptional human being. But I don't like all children. And when people is, they say, oh, kids are coming. Well, which kids? Mm-hmm. It could be Junior Richard Hammond. I need to know these things. <laughs> um, so I opted for adults. Um, now... It turned out, because it was his birthday, I thought I'd buy, I bought him a great present. I bought him a sweatshirt, which had a depiction of the moon landings. Cool. Nice. I also bought him a copy of Pirate Pete's Potty Adventure. Excellent. Which I heartily recommend. I think it was also available yeah. as an adult movie, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like, I said heartily recommend, bit piratey. Um, and I got him this, because it's for toilet training, and it's a very good book. Uh, are you familiar with it? Cockerel. Uh, no. With your... Pirate Pete's Potty Adventures. Yeah, what, it's, it's a kind of, it's a leading light in the world of toilet training See, for youngsters. See, potty is being used as a pun there, isn't it? Potty is, uh, is both a potty and his adventures oh. are somewhat silly and that. I didn't know that. Silly potty. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a complex but brilliant work. And what it's, happens... Is it? Because it's, 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 poten- it's quite a dangerous gift because it, it might imply to Frank and Kathy, you <laughs> savages don't know what you're doing <laughs> so it needs someone civilised to, to show him the ropes. <laughs> to be fair, I did sing you don't know what you're doing whilst I handed it over, <laughs> which I think went down rather well. Um, but it has this I'm hoping it'll play, but um, this is the sound effect, so when the child uses the potty, you press oh, yeah. this in the book Excellent <laughs> Wow. Now I have a new gentleman caller in my life um, and I decided to use this on him every time he went to the toilet. <laughs> and it went down rather well, I have to say. <laughs> but what's strange about Pirate Pete's Potty Adventure is that there are parents in the Potty Adventure. Um, there's Daddy Potty, and he reacts every time Pirate Pete uses the potty, and there's Mummy Potty. I think they're from different classes, these people, and they haven't thought about the audio. Listen to this. Here's the dad. <laughs> what do we think about that? It sounds yeah. fairly half-hearted as well. Oh, him again. He sounds a bit northern, a bit like yeah. 
Yeah, there's a world weariness yeah. to it. Yeah, it's there? like, well done. He's a bit you, equity you've done minimum. A thing every every uh-huh. toddler should be able to do. He's a bit <laughs> equity minimum. Now, this is the mother. Hoorah! <laughs> 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 now, I think he's punching class wise, that father, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, I felt that was a little snapshot into my life. But. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, We're talking this morning on Absolute Radio about potty training. We've just had a text, don't forget Princess Polly's Potty Adventures. Yes! Is that what you were talking about? That's what my niece Bertie has. And it has led Bertie to, every time I myself use the latrines, um, she comes in, opens the door and applauds me. Oh, nice. (laughs) Which is nice to have a review. I'll take them in any situation. My my daughter is currently... um, on the uh, closing stages of being potty trained, I would say. Okay. Um, at least I hope. Mm. <laughs> I certainly hope, because, uh, you know, it's not an overnight success. No. And she stomps off the potty with no elegance I had whatsoever. incidents age seven. It's uh, really <laughs> mm. it's really funny. That thing, the concept of ladylike kind of uh, movement is just not in her head yet. So she sort of jumps off the potty and pulls her knickers up and it looks like a drag artist or something. It's really like it's like a rugby player whose shorts have fallen down in a scrum or something. Like, like, Chris, like Chris Rock finishing a gig. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah, exactly. It really is. She, and, she uh, goes straight into a waiting limo. I'm not going to lie, and this is probably going to blow the switchboard up with people worried. We haven't gone with any clever book form. We give her um, two chocolate buttons if she does a poo mm. in the potty. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and uh, and we make a really big fuss and if she doesn't we just you know we try not to shout i love that that's like a sort of dickensian weekend. approach to child rearing <laughs> it's like put a wee dram of whiskey in their bottle <laughs> and i have to say last weekend i did can um, i just say absolute radio does not suggest that absolute radio also um doesn't advocate giving children chocolate buttons no pre <laughs> Toilet training. We uh, we went to a, a comedy festival that I did last weekend in Stratford upon Avon. Mm. Stratford upon Avon, and as a lifelong. Oh, I'd always go on. Is it upon or it's on? A... Text us on eight twelve fifteen this morning. Is it S O A or S U A? That's the day's texting. Uh, I'd never been there. Lifelong Shakespeare fan, and you know I've trod the boards a little. Um, Is that right? You know I was that. taken there at a very young age to Shakespeare's grave, and my father cried. Well. Doesn't that yeah. happen to everyone? Two things. Alan played King Lear the asthmatic. <laughs> <laughs> Two things about Stratford-upon-Avon. Uh, do you remember Frank spotted a statue and said that it had a lovely bottom? There was a period where he was obsessed with bottoms. I know exactly on... what the statue was. Well. Well, in Stratford-upon-Avon? I th- no, he, he was, was a fan about of one in uh, London, in that there London. Well, he's also a huge fan of uh, Donatello's David in Florence. Well, the bottom on Prince Hal in Stratford-upon-Avon is uh, unsurpassable. I mean, it's really great. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's a thing of beauty. I gaped at it. Really? Um, this could become a very niche walking tour. <laughs> However, <laughs> very good. <laughs> However, we arrive in uh, this great historical place, and within about an hour, mm. I was putting some soiled child's knickers into a public bin. I'm not lying. Oh. <laughs> the potty training hadn't gone ideally at that point. <laughs> um, suffice to say, there were no chocolate buttons being handed out then. Also, uh, that's the- a sacred area as well. Do you know what else has been happening? If you're going to lose. Uh, it lose it elsewhere surely sometimes she uses the potty without telling us just for a little uh, a little piddle 
and then uh, the first thing we know about How it is... How do we feel about uh, this language? Her demanding two chocolate buttons. Pee-pee. <laughs> no, she only really asks for those... That's she... the only way she knows how to ask. <laughs> she only really asks for those when she passes solids now. I'm sorry to be so graphic. <laughs> oh, but, uh, God. Frank, can I apologise? I mean, this started off as an innocent discussion about Pirate Pete's potty adventure. It's only going to get worse. And it's Sometime. descended into some terrible... Terrible, grimy anecdote. When we haven't noticed that she's been for a piddle, the first we know about it is when we're all sat watching telly and the dog's slurping away in the ball. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to play some music. Are we all fair yet? The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio. Uh, Oh, guess what else about Frank? Well, it could be any all manner of things, couldn't it? Um, Keep it broadcastable. Yes, I will. I won't talk about the 90s. Uh, yeah, so when I went round there, Frank had done something which he often does, he and Cathy often do, which is they'll ask you round and you'll say, I'll oh, tell you what we've done, we've invited someone round who can cook. <laughs> what do you mean? He says, no, it's a really good arrangement. It's a really good arrangement. He said, because it works for everyone. I said, well, how does that work out? He says, well, what we say, it's a great deal. We buy the food... And they cook it. <laughs> <laughs> How are they benefiting from that arrangement? Of course you buy the food. It's your house. You've invited them round. Yeah. Inspired by Ready Steady Cook. <laughs> <laughs> it is somewhat. Although it was lovely. Was it was it? Lo- Poached in- salmon. Ainsley Harriet made it all. <laughs> well, that lovely friend, Fee, and she came round, and she's an incredible cook, I have to say. But she came round and did the cooking, and then she had to go. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't know if we should have paid her. Lovely poached salmon, potatoes... And then he brought out the dime bars. Nice. Dame, for, I should say. For pudding. Yeah, that was our pudding. Yeah, because she went. Well, he, was a bit, he was a bit stumped for pudding, so oh. he had to bring out the dame bars. I then I did something I always do, Al, which is I always do this at Frank's house. I don't know why I do this. I said, does anyone want a cup of tea? Because I think I'll do my bit, you know, because Frank likes you to do your bit. Clearly, you have to sing for your supper in some respect. She made tea. Well, No. What I do is I say, does anyone want tea? And then I just move over to the kitchen and stand there talking for a bit. (laughs) And then I go back down and sit on my chair and then talk to Frank about bullseye or something. (laughs) And then, meanwhile, Sandy Mason, mother-in-law, has made the tea. Nice. But I get the glory because I was the asker. You were the tea instigator. I was, exactly. I was the tea inciter. That's good, yeah. Mm. Nice. Thank you, I'm Have glad. Have you now blown your gaff? You've, you've revealed your trick on air, so... We'll, no, we'll I don't see up. Dean Gaffney anymore. <laughs> but, um, I, I, I hoped, um, I did hope that Frank would give me some inside info on Doctor Who. The Doctor. He wouldn't. No. I thought he'd sing like a canary. No. He's so selfish, he wouldn't say a word to me. In, in many ways. No, he's fabulously discreet. I can tell he's very excited about it. Well, who isn't excited about Frank being a Doctor Who? Steve, I it's mean... Great. It's it's really exciting it don't, technically it's not a lost or missing episode so I can't get as excited about it as I normally do <laughs> yet <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got to see the BBC's yeah. archiving policies <laughs> over the next 50 years time yeah. Yeah. Again, this he looked the same he didn't look any different although other than the fact they've made him shave his head and put collagen in his lips he looks exactly the same <laughs> Frank Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio Absolute Radio you can text us on 8.12.15 this morning or you can follow the show on Twitter, at Frank on the Radio. Frank's not here. We miss him madly. But I have two um, rather hot, lovely boys here in his place. 
Why Thanks did it all go much. really silent? Thanks. I think genuinely shocked. I was, I was, trying, to make, I was, I was trying to make it a bit sexy. I was wondering if we were perspiring. <laughs> Just trying to make it a bit sexy on Absolute Radio this morning. Oh, i tell you what we've got to talk about, boys. What about Kim Yee? Yeah, yes. Kim Yee. Can I just I say love this, that Aboriginal song. This this nickname <laughs> that they've got of Kanye and... Uh, yeah, this Kim. is Kim Kardashian and Kanye mm. West. Does this mean that if she'd married Cheech from Cheech and Chong, mm. they'd be called Kim Chi, like the uh, <laughs> Japanese pickle? <laughs> Have you had Kim Chi? It's lovely. I mean, I would recommend everyone try some Kim Chi. Um, <laughs> I love some Japanese pickle material. Yeah. <laughs> some of your finest material. And you know when... Brad Tried Pitt that in was, Hull. You know when Brad Pitt was with Jennifer Aniston, were they called mm. Braniston? <laughs> <laughs> that's even better work. You pick, I think you're, that's actually you're a joke Aniston I did work. on 8 out of 10 cats about seven years ago, though. <laughs> I, I wouldn't worry. <laughs> Lots of other out. people on that show recycle material, but that's a whole other story. Oh, um, yeah, of course. Anyway, Kanye, you should be on Obama lateness. <laughs> that's what he says. But he, with this wedding, I mean, I don't know where to begin. I could spend the entire show talking about this wedding. I'm well, so obsessed by it. Well, let's I would like <laughs> okay. it. Okay, I don't know what our readers would think. So, let's start with... Um, it was in Florence. It begin was... At the beginning. Florence. For our American yeah. listeners, that's in Italy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was on a grassy knoll. Was Lovely. it? Yes. It was at the top of a... I don't know, some sort of mound at the top of a... What was it, Daisy? A mountain? Oh, she doesn't know. Some of fire. I didn't know Chris it was on the grassy. Did they have a member of the Kennedys driving <laughs> past nearby? <laughs> no, but the best thing of all was the giant toilet box. I know we've had a lot of um, toilet talk toilet this morning on Absolute Radio, but it was a golden box, fifty feet tall. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. in it described it as a golden toilet tower, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. sounds more like the name of the book that you bought, Buzz, than it does anything. <laughs> you else. know what was the expensive? Do you think bit was they uh, they had to pay extra to get a little sensor in so that when somebody had finished, it went. Yay! <laughs> Do you think every time <laughs> Kanye went into the loo, it went? Oh, now it's not working. Oh, it's te- can you do it, please? Oh, that's a shame, and I. <laughs> <laughs> Better late than never. That's what they said to uh, Kanye. Um, now, we have had some toilet humour today, but have we? if I oh, can yeah. just briefly say, mm. do you think that when they went to all the trouble of having a golden toilet tower, mm. they also had a golden toilet brush? Because I sometimes stay in posh rooms in hotels, and when when I see evidence of myself, I I get upset by it. And, this is and absolutely some, disgusting, and I want you to change some, the subject immediately. Some posh Steve. hotels do not provide a toilet brush, and if they're going to have a golden, I just think yeah. there should be a way. Well, it's, of... it's, it, you worry. He has a, he's had a golden toilet. He could have a golden bath. Mm. Uh, I don't know what they do with the shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to, oh, this I had is to think awful. very carefully about you know, how I was going to word that. Then I think, <laughs> even if you put a gold box over it. It's still a chemical toilet. It's yeah. still going to have that noxious blue fluid in it. Well, that's the other it? song, isn't it? I don't like it, so I'm going to put a golden <laughs> box over it. <laughs> that's a well-known song, isn't it? What about, instead of... You know at weddings you have what I believe is called plasmol? Are you familiar with this yes. concept? So the plasmol are the little place cards that mm-hmm. go around. Um, they engraved people's names onto the marble tabletop. Yeah. Instead of putting plasmol out. Yeah. <laughs> now, and apparently... Because I think that's quite optimistic in, in Hollywood, isn't it? Yeah. People change partners. One minute they're going out with Charlie's Theron, next week it could be Rusty Lee. How do you know who people yeah. are dating? Yeah, they went through about five tables in the final week, I think. <laughs> yeah. Get them redone. Yeah, it's quite tricky when you go, the guest list is literally set in stone. <laughs> 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 
Oh, I've had a text from Mike. Well, not a text, a tweet. Well, I'm making it out like he's a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. He says, Dame bars are still pronounced dime, FYI. As another FYI, we've also had a text from Simon who puts brackets art dealer, um, which is a nice way of describing yourselves. Mm. Uh, uh, and he just says, upon. I don't know if you remember that we asked for a, a pod. He's gone a bit existential this morning on his art dealer. No, no he hasn't. He's, asked, oh. he's an- directly answering the question Stratford on Avon or Stratford upon Avon. Yeah. He's going for upon. Are we and, the and only like the commercial that- radio breakfast show this morning <laughs> yeah. saying, is it Stratford yeah. upon or Stratford <laughs> on Avon? Yeah, that's why so. like him calling, referring to himself as an art dealer is as if to underline his, his credentials <laughs> yeah. right, for knowing. I know about such things. Yeah. <laughs> I love how middle class we've made it here. Yeah. Uh, we've put bookshelves on yeah. that we've replaced all those gold discs with book shirt books. It's good for me. Is it? Yeah. Why is that? how far I've come. I started in, uh, in, in a council estate. <laughs> <laughs> Although we had art. Anyway. Extraordinary revelation. <laughs> um, what about Kim Yi? So. Kim Chi. Well, we've already <laughs> talked about the marble tabletops, but what about when Kanye, you should be on a bummer lateness, when Is that absolute... what he says? Is that a song of his? Yeah. Or, see, I don't like that. I like to be 15 minutes early. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not very sexy in a rap song. No. Get I like to be early. 15 minutes early it's just, just to, less stressful. Just to cover yeah. all eventualities. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to fly, guy. Might, might be into that Lombardi could be a fantastic time. album. The songs of Kanye West performed by Alan Cochran. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, can we write that down somewhere? <laughs> I could do with padding out my Edinburgh show. I prefer to leave my lights on a timing switch. It saves on bills. Totally. If uh, if you think your bills are too high, get an owl. It reads how much electricity you're using. It? Oh, dear. Not got an owl? All right. No. Tough, tough ground. <laughs> It would be ho- not hollow. We want prenup. It'd be. Like, we just need to think about the next step we're taking. We've got a lot of a lot of responsibilities. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to. I love his song "Tax Return." It gets me all hot under the collar. <laughs> Let's like do it three months early. Um, anyway, though, Kanye. <laughs> Kanye went absolutely mental. He went groomzilla, no, no. and I love I love him so much more as a result of this. He decided two hours before the wedding. We should say this is all hearsay, mm. so we don't 100% Hearsay were on at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they really threw money at the problem, didn't they? Yeah. Kanye did a performance of Pure and Simple. <laughs> um, he said he didn't want any of the 80 lights on the dance floor that they'd taken four days to install. Mm-hmm. Apparently he said, I'm in the centre of this party and I'm the only one people need to see. Boom. I said that this morning, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Before and I took to the decks. When he said that, was his wife to be in earshot? Because <laughs> that, I mean, that wouldn't. You, we need to be the only people people see is what it should be do from reckon, now on. Do you reckon Godzilla gets annoyed that people call them bridezillas or groomzillas? <laughs> Godz- Godzilla is way less temperamental than Kanye. So if, if Godzilla was getting married uh, and his wife was getting a bit psycho, he'd have to go. She's gone. All right, Kanyezilla. <laughs> Would you like it if Godzilla sued for defamation? Because yeah, yeah. also, Godzilla lays waste to cities without really caring, whereas Bridezillas and Groomzillas, they like everything just so. Uh-huh. And that is yeah. something that cannot be said for Godzilla. True. And also, everyone talks about Godzilla. What about the slightly more rational and reasonable Godzuki? Yeah. Who I seem to remember is accompanied Lovely. by slightly yeah. harmonious music. That would be music. fantastic. She's, got, she's turned oh, into a right Bridezuki. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it seems nice. <laughs> no, but this is what Kanye did. So Kanye went so mental he grabbed he didn't like the look of the bar 
So he grabbed a saw and started sawing it in half just before the wedding. I thought this was some stunt that he had decided that he was going to show people that he could saw it in half. I, I mean, I, I like the idea of him doing that. But what I didn't like was that they kept saying that it was in half, as if they'd checked that it was exactly <laughs> yeah. half. And that, I think maybe that's why it took 45 minutes, because Kanye was there with one of those belts with leather bits <laughs> and a tape measure going, hang on, hang on, I want to get this exactly half. Measure twice, yeah. cut once. You all know the yeah. rules. Where's that spirit level gone? <laughs> oh, that's uh, Alan Cochran's next rap song. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. This is Emily Dean. I'm standing in for Frank Skinner this morning. He's not with us. We miss him and we love him. But he's having a nice time, so, you know... Um, you can text us on eight twelve fifteen. You can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. I'm joined by Alan Cochran. I'm joined by Steve Hall. There is very little else to say <laughs> other than the fact that um, where's that coffee? She's we, been um, gone a good ten minutes now. We've got a we've got a text in running. It's pretty typical commercial radio. Oh, uh, what is it? Is is Stratford on Avon called Stratford on Avon or Stratford upon Avon? Um, and Marcus texted, "I've lived in Stratford all my life, and I still can't be sure." Road signs say, "Welcome to Stratford upon Avon," but the local council is Stratford on Avon District Council. Dot dot dot. Confused. Oh. I like I, I like confused with an exclamation mark. I think you heard that in my reading of it, didn't you? Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I'm That's intrigued that there are any other towns performer. that have similar quandaries. Yeah, I know Boreham Wood. It's sometimes presented as Boreham and then Wood as a separate word. Mm-hmm. But I'm loving your contribution this morning on Absolute Radio, Steve. If you live in Burton upon Trent, let us know. Ashby, Ashby de la Zouche, represent. Oh, I hate <laughs> Ashby de la <laughs> Ashby de la Zouche. Why do they call it that? Transcendental glamorous. You're not in France or Munich. <laughs> Just accept where you are. You're in England. True that. Um, we were talking about the Kimmy wedding. Yes. I just got up to the part where Kanye West was soaring a bar in half. Mm-hmm. Um, a drinking bar, I should say. I can imagine sweat pouring off him. The cumber bands come a bit awry. Oh, yeah. I call it a bit amateurville when men get like that. You know, mm-hmm. when they get very embroiled in a physical task and there's sweat dripping down them, chopping chopping firewood out with an axe in the garden. I think he went a bit like that. But he also apparently got angry. He wasn't happy with the music system. He said it cost 100 grand to install. And he said, you Italians don't understand my minimalist style. Whoa. I like to think he's very well known for his minimalist style. And Italians aren't. His his 50-foot gold toilets. He's practically (laughs) Le Corbusier, isn't he? Um, But what I like, so apparently he he had to resort to plugging his iPod in. No. Imagine someone had put Bucks Fizz making your mind up on that. <laughs> oh, I would have loved that. Oh, he's, he put his own iPod in, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. You can't, I, I like, the, the more I read about this, the more I like the bits <laughs> where it appears like a normal wedding. Someone, <laughs> something's gone on, oh, just get the groom's iPod, come on. Just. <laughs> and the fact that, um, is it Jaden Smith, Will Smith's son, yes. was running around in a costume and being annoying? Like, I like the fact that yeah. there's no amount of money that you can yeah. spend and there's still not an annoying kid at <laughs> yeah. a wedding. 
and that's great. He was being what a teenage boy should be. What, the, wearing a white Batman suit. Yeah, that's Frank's dream. He had a cloak on. He was chucking his cl- his cape into people's faces. <laughs> go, this wedding cost twelve million pounds or something. And throwing glasses on the ground with his cape. It's brilliant. It must have been quite difficult to tell him off though, because like Kanye and. Uh, and what's her name? Kim Kardashian took him to one side and went, you're a spoiled, attention-seeking brat. <laughs> and at that point, the greenhouse just smashed into smithereens. <laughs> what about when the spotlight went on Kim's, um, sort of down-under down regions? Pardon? She was walking in and the spotlight shone, unfortunately, on the lower half of her dress in an area she didn't feel comfortable with. Wow. So she ran over and pulled the plug on all the lights. They seem to have had a thing about the lights. Yes, yeah. they like. All well, of I the think lights. to be fair though, I think that mother should have been that Kardashian mother should have been very happy with the lighting concept <laughs> if they're all turned down to zero. She seems such a nice woman, that mother. I'd love to become friends with <laughs> her. Yeah, there's, there's so much about the wedding. I love. Have you seen the, the just married photo? Yeah, oh, yeah. With the leather jackets. With the leather jackets and the weird design. So they, I think it's meant to look cool and sexy, but they look like a far right biker gang <laughs> from a bad episode of Happy Days. <laughs> Who'd come along and teach us a lesson. We'd learn from them, be the moral lesson. It was one of the most vulgar, soulless displays of empty celebrity in the history of humanity. And I just want to know why wasn't I invited? <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Do you know what I think it's time for, boys? I've had enough of this uh, Kim Yee nonsense. We need some good old-fashioned down-to-earth. Email corner. Morning. Uh, we've had an email. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, team. What's this? Morning. <laughs> we've, uh, we've had an email from Claire Winch mm. saying... Oh, uh, yeah. Hello, team. Things have got even better for Frank and his race walking. Oh, a yes. A ten-year-old girl we'll do, wrote to her yeah. local shopping centre. Oh, yeah, Frank has a thing where he yeah. races other pedestrians. Pedestrian racing. Yeah. Uh, a ten-year-old girl wrote to her local shopping centre about the slow walkers when shopping, so they've now installed a fast lane to help with the flow. Um, That's amazing. I should explain the story. She uh, she lived reasonably close to the Meadowhall shopping centre in uh, Sheffield. Lovely local knowledge there. A bit of local. Um, and the, and the, the dude in charge of the whole shop said, yeah, you're right. Um, I think it was part of her school uh, project to, to try and write to somebody in authority and change mm. something. And the guy went, yeah, OK, you're right. Some slow walkers and you're, you're trying to bomb on. And so they've installed a fast walking. Oh, no, I like the slow? sound of this child. Is she going to grow up to do a job where we're going to say, well, at least she was very efficient and transformed the yeah. roads, though? Yeah. Something like That's that. That's what worries yeah. me it's, slightly it's about It's tricky her. if you have a fast lane, though, and that you've got someone who isn't quite going fast enough in the fast lane. Yeah. The other shoppers now have to flash them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like her mother said... I like the sound of this child. I think she's called Chloe. Mm. And her mother said, Chloe's always giving me feedback when she goes to places. Yeah. <laughs> Feedback's worrying. Feedback is what I used to give ex-boyfriends when they stayed out all night. <laughs> That's feedback, isn't it? I just worry for the um, actual adult, professional town planners and shop planners who whose work has been improved by a ten-year-old girl. They're at home going, oh, wow, she wrote a letter and fixed well, my work. It, it does seem to be the way to get things changed, because there was that kid who got them to change tiger bread to giraffe bread. So the way... They wrote and said she said that your your bread doesn't it shouldn't be called tiger bread it looks more like a giraffe and they wrote mm. back and said you're absolutely right 
so they renamed it Giraffe Bread. Really? I wish I, I could the, get those sort of results. I could get Stratford upon Avon yeah. changed yeah. to Stratford upon Avon. The way to affect social change in the 21st century is to get a 10 year old to write it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's letter writing, obviously. Amnesty International are big fans of that. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't use email or, or anything. No. Just go for letters. Yeah. Have Snail we got mail. time for another email, Daisy, in this? Oh, Daisy just shook her head. That was awful. I felt a terrible sense of rejection when she did that. Well, we need to get a ten-year-old to write to her and say, Dear no. Daisy, can we do another email in this section? <laughs> what should we do now? Well, I could tell you what makes What about me when I said you? that once to a guy when I was on a date? What, what should we do now? <laughs> Honestly, he that posted that back dirty. at me. Um, what, what yeah, po- you what think. Point, at what point in the date were you at? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it was about two in the morning. Let's leave it there. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're in email corner. Actually, a disaster happened during I can't that track. We're going to talk about the disaster. I need to talk about the disaster. I know I have therapy. I need to overshare. What if the absolute like bosses are listening? They're, I spilt cough. I spilt uh, a decaffeinated uh, skinny. Is it a latte? They don't need the deets. <laughs> no, I need to. I need to spill everything. <laughs> um, in so many did. ways. Yeah, it was a decaf skinny uh, latte, a cappuccino. I'm sorry, and uh, I spilt it all over the motherboard. Oh, and <laughs> as it spilt, I went, Daisy! And I panicked, and I saw all this brown liquid forming around a huge button with the words enable on it. <laughs> and my therapist told me never to do that. Yeah. So I'm panicking. All I can hear in the background, whilst this pandemonium is breaking out, is Steve Hall going, yeah, so on Doctor Who, why, uh, episode seven... He was continuing to talk. Yeah. That tells me oh, that's oh, what happened to, y- to I was, us. I was trying to remain calm in the face of a crisis. I'm mm-hmm. talking about Doctor Who. You'd spilled the beans, quite literally, because <laughs> it was coffee. Coffee beans, very good. <laughs> oh, that's clever, isn't it? I mean, that is You clever. would be good in the bunker. Quite Because you'd just, be talk- you'd just be playing Doctor Who episodes. <laughs> yeah. um, a voice anyway. of calm. A still, a still voice of calm. Okay. We've had a correction. We've had some. We've had a cultural correction. Have we had a correction. Uh, Anthony Ward uh, has texted in to has emailed Wasn't he a spy to or say, something. Uh, say the statue of David is by Michelangelo, not Donatello. You are confusing your mutant ninja turtles. Oh. If only I had done a history of our A level and I could correct you and tell you that there are two Davids. Boom. Oh, Anthony Ward. One of the Google it. Things. Google it. Ecosia it. There's a Donatello David and a Michelangelo David, but. Thank you for your interest at this time. Can I just say one of my yeah. favourite things that happens on this show occasionally <laughs> is when a corrector becomes corrected. Um, no, I like you for joining in. It me as much as seeing bullies getting beat up on YouTube. It, no, I, I appreciate and I love that you're correcting me over art history because you're right, it does matter and these things are important. <laughs> but unfortunately for you, I'm right in this instance. So I'm sorry, Anthony. Yes, I'm I'll try to help. I well, love you. We've also had another sort of correction. Mm-hmm. Um, it's neither on or upon the Avon, really, is it? It's sort of on both sides, so I'd suggest it renames itself Straddle the Avon. <laughs> oh, what is From this? This is Pitt, the... Um, Northumberland, Stratford-upon-Avon. This could be a new thing. Correctionis, correctionis, ole, ole, ole. Can we do a little jingle? No? Straddle the Avon's <laughs> okay. good. We've fun. got to play music. We don't have time for this. That was a bit of a horrible way to come out of the <laughs> I have to apologise. You're listening to the Frank Skinner Podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Staying in email corner, we've had an email from Evan. 
uh, who said this is obviously relating back to previous discussions when I wasn't here. And she, he says, uh, "Hello, Frank, Emily, and Alan. Your podcast keeps me entertained on the Monday drive to work. Oh, a bit she crazy. Every day. <laughs> a very solemn every day, but very solemn. She really likes. Excuse oh, no, me, Mrs. Evan. Yeah. Evan, my apologies. <laughs> very solemn piece why are you, of. Uh, why are you piece giving her sex change? <laughs> wasn't listening. Your podcast keeps me entertained. Carry on. <laughs> it said uh, regarding the origins of Nandos. Uh, Can we just say it is actually called Nando's? For some reason, we call it Nando's on this show because Frank mispronounces it as Nando's, which is one of the many things I love about him. <laughs> there are t- too many to list here. But anyway, as you were. Regarding the origins of Nando's, the chain was started by the Mozambique diaspora community, uh, which is, I'm genuinely amazed I said that correctly first time. Well uh, done. Uh, in South Africa, it is regarded as Portuguese-style chicken because Mozambique is a former colony of Portugal, the last imperial power in Africa. <laughs> it then started up in Perth, Australia, where there is a large South African expat community and then came to the UK. I actually visited a Nando's in Cape Town recently and found that the Nando's menu in South Africa this is all was nice nowhere light. near as extensive as the Nando's menu in the UK. So there you go. <laughs> Keep up the good work, Evan. Well, I, I don't think I'll ever want for more information yeah, yeah. on Nando's. That is the most formal piece of information and writing ever associated <laughs> with a chicken restaurant. But you know what? The I Mozambique really like. community in South Africa. Mozambique diaspora community, which I think is a Captain Beefheart album. If not. <laughs> I'm sorry for leaving out diaspora. It does happen. What, what I really like is that uh, Evan went into the Nando's in, uh, in Cape Town and compared it to the one in the UK. That is the behaviour mm. of an expat. I don't know if you've ever chatted to expats. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they will compare everything to the UK. Hello. Oh, in the UK they say hello. <laughs> <laughs> I love Evan. Well, thank you, Evan, so much yeah. for writing well, I wonder in. if they... Because, ha- obviously, in the, the prized thing to get in the UK is a Nando's black card. Yeah. And in, we're not in, allowed to ask for it. We're not allowed oh, really? to... really? We don't want them. It's a tricky thing to ask. In South Africa, there'd been times not so long ago <laughs> that would have been a tricky <laughs> thing to ask for. <laughs> um, Moving swiftly we, on, yeah. we've got a. We're, uh, not, we're not allowed to ask for black cards on this show, Frank. Um, we can't beg friend it, can we? Yeah. He said no touting for cards. No beggy beggy. And, yeah, no uh, beggy beggy. And also, I don't want it anyway because I I boycott Nando's because I think it's uh, it's it's takeaway food at restaurant prices. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, got ever since Torres That's went one of from other, uh, uh, Liverpool to Chelsea. I boycott it just because the yeah. name association. Uh, takeaway food at restaurant prices is one of Alan's. Um, that's his next album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, me and Kanye. Uh, <laughs> we've had a text. Good correction on Renaissance sculpture. Want a job, Emily? That's from Simon the art dealer. <laughs> Simon the art dealer? I would actually want a job. I'd see myself as having an assistant role in a Lovejoy setup. Lovely. <laughs> you could be a tinker for the 21st century. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've just had a text in. Um, Taking quite a tetchy tone. Go on. Which I don't like. Yeah. 662. I quite like it, but that's the sort of self harmy side of me. Is it? Mm. I'm not a reader. Please stop <laughs> calling me a reader. I'm using a, and then we go to caps lock, radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you were a long term reader, you would know that uh, we call. It's Frank's little joke. We call he our does listenership them. readers because they, they, they have an intelligence about them that we feel is more in, yeah. in keeping Yeah, and we the include you in that, and we do listening. thank you for joining the, in. Yeah, the aggression of their tone implies they resent being called a reader in Don't, any yeah. aspect of their life. Yeah. Yeah, but I guys, have never guys. read a book, and I resent the accusation that I have, sir. Not even street signs. Don't, <laughs> don't turn on our people. Oh, come. Okay. Oh, we can't help but turn um, them on. I. Uh, <laughs> 
That's the most disgusting thing you've ever said. Are we having a text in this morning? You can text us on 8.12.15. As always, under my watch, the texting tends to go a little um, off-topic. Yeah. We had... Is it Stratford-upon or Stratford-on-Avon? <laughs> we also yeah. had... Um, are there two sculpt Florentine Renaissance sculptures of David? <laughs> Discuss. Well, maybe we can uh, kick off another one. I I was a reader the other day. I took my little boy, little Lord Fauntleroy, swimming. <laughs> and, uh, does he wear breeches? I wore breeches. Yeah, he, he swims in the full length Victorian swimming costume. Obviously, <laughs> is he's, he like um, Jaden? He's the got wedding? ninety-nine yeah. problems, but a britch ain't one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, and uh, I was. Uh, I was looking on my iPhone, because obviously, like any modern-day parent, you keep one eye on the swimming pool and how it's going, um, and, <laughs> yeah. and the other, you... you that was that a delayed applause for um, your britches joke, I thank you. I see you fiddling with that, and I was thinking, <laughs> I'm trying to tell my story. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I was looking on my phone, and I looked across, and there was a mum looking on her phone, and I don't consider myself a particularly clichéd macho bloke. Um, I, I don't. No, exactly. I really don't. Get this for conforming to gender stereotypes. I have Except today deep... when you've got a Charles Bronson, Brooke Shiner. <laughs> I've got a little bit of a Did you smear guy. yourself in Lurpak this week and take on 12 guards? Because that's what it looks like. Not quite. But, no word of a lie, she was looking on her iPhone at beauty treatment websites. <laughs> and I was on my phone looking at reviews of motorbikes. It couldn't have been more perfect for... Yeah... And I wondered, what is the etiquette on having a sneaky peek at somebody's iPhone? Because I do it fairly frequently. Do you? And, and I have a sneaky peek at other people's behaviour. I was on a train yesterday. Yeah. Quite a tough-looking guy got out a little portable DVD <laughs> player, I thought, old yeah. school. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and he got out um, Starsky and Hutch on, <laughs> the, on DVD. <laughs> I hope he's not listening, because he did look tough, but he surprised me by getting an emery board out and filing his nails all the way to, all the way to Houston. Who was this man? Strange. I bet he's not a listener. That's my hope, because he might... Can I tell you what up. I saw recently? I looked over a man's iPad recently. That's the story. <laughs> and, um, no, he was, um, he was reading a script, and as oh. soon as I see dialogue, I'm in... Of course, yeah. You know. As a fellow... Yeah, thespian. as an arts and crafts type. Yeah. So, um... All I saw, I'm desperately trying to read it, didn't have my glasses on. I thought, I can't put my glasses on whilst I'm looking over his shoulder. <laughs> so I'm, I'm squinting a bit. I'm looking a bit Mr Magoo. And I'm straining. And all I can catch is one of the characters is called Lofty. Oh. Now, I don't know about you, but there's only one character called Lofty that I remember. That's true, yeah. He was in EastEnders. I looked at him to the side. I thought, oh, my God, what if that's Tom Watt and he's reliving all his greatest hits? Just looking over scripts that he's learned 20 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously I do that all the time with Dare the Triffids. Just, just but sobbing perfect. on the train. Yeah, I do it all the time. Why doesn't Susan Taylor return my call? <laughs> <laughs> I look over my Dare the Triffids script, I remember the dialogue like it was yesterday. Hey, can't you kiss her indoors? Fabulous. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. We're talking about looking over people's shoulders on Absolute Radio yeah. this morning. Well, specifically, Alan, Alan, you did this recently, I, didn't you? I was you? a uh, peeping Tom at a lady's yeah. uh, iPhone. By the way, can I just I'm glad say, you said iPhone. Why, why is it Toms that get the bad press for peeping? <laughs> What's a lady peeper called? Nobody, there's no, like, 
peeping Susan. <laughs> In fact, Susan's lazy. She's yeah. lazy. <laughs> I don't even know who Susan is, That's but she's she, lazy. She couldn't be bothered to peep. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Godiva's going She hasn't past. even got it in her. Because was it, was it Lady Godiva that peeping Tom peeped at? Is that... Oh, is that correct? Well, maybe. I think, I think so. That'd be a good thing to text Wiki in as well. Wikistevia. Wikistevia strikes again. No, yeah. but I'd like that. It's another literary thing. And mm-hmm. I feel I'm making this show very middle <laughs> class this morning. Which the great thing about peeping is that it can be high culture. So please don't ever start a <laughs> sentence like that. <laughs> the great um, thing about um, hiding in a corner watching <laughs> someone. The great thing about peeping, a novel yeah. it, it by high, Steve Hall. Yeah, it can be high culture or low culture. Yeah. No, it so, can't. So no, I, I have, in the last 12 months, I've sat next to the actor Tom Hiddleston. Uh, in a cafe, reading his script oh, for nice, Coriolanus, really, uh, uh, and and getting quite excited about that. Uh, and in the same week, I uh, was sat behind someone. I'm on not the being bus. rude, but you could have just got some York notes, or yeah, you could I have just bought a copy of it. I mean, it's not yeah. like it's going to change just because it's his script. Yeah. I sat behind a guy on a bus, uh, and the bloke was just going through Tinder. <laughs> uh, and, and he seemed to not care. It was oh. ob- it was really obvious that I was looking, <laughs> and it was almost that was a few. There was almost eye contact on a few ones where he was swiping left, and I was going, I'd have I'd have said yes to her. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the most entertaining. Where I, it was the most suspenseful. Where I was like, oh, go on, give her a chance. She looks like a nice sort. Oh, I didn't. I, I apologise for the use of the phrase "nice sort." Yeah, all right, Joe. Yeah, all right, briefly Joe turned Robinson. into 1971. <laughs> no, briefly turned into question time. <laughs> Um, yeah, you see, that's the thing about Tinder. I've heard people going on Tinder when they're not actually looking for love. What? You paused <laughs> too long when you said that. What do you mean, you both said. <laughs> you know something about this. Now, apparently Lily Allen said she does it. They just kind of flick through just to look at people. They play the Tinder it's, game. It's the equivalent, if you can't see it, it's the equivalent of counting sheep. Counting creeps. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of that. I won't do it because I'm currently spoken for, but um, I like the idea of counting filthy creeps. Get up, someone get up Tinder immediately. I want to have a look. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is a Frank Skinner show, uh, but Frank's not here this morning. You can text us on 812.15 or you can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. I'm Emily Dean and I'm standing in for Frank and I'm joined in the barnyard by the cockerel and Steve Hall. He's not really an animal of any sort. What is he? He can just be a slug or something. Brilliant. <laughs> the cockerel yeah. and the slug. That's that a famous is. tale. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love an Aesop fable. <laughs> um, have we had any texts on 812.15? We started a text in, which was, is it Stratford-on-Avon or Stratford-upon-Avon? Uh, yes. That's for children at North London schools. We have had a text, uh, we've had a few texts, but not um, not requested, as it were. Right. Uh, we didn't start a text in saying, uh, you told a story about peeping over someone's shoulder and them reading um, on their iPad a script including the word lofty. And the character, yeah, was called lofty. lofty. And I thought it might thought, be Tom Watt reliving his greatest hits. You, your exact words, that there's only one lofty, but it turns out, uh, as we used to say at school, bit jarred there. Um, <laughs> jarred. Did you jarred say there. bit jarred? Jarred, as in incorrect. Oh, no, because no one ever said that ever other than you. OK, well, they did in uh, Murfield, West Yorkshire. Word okay. up, word up to the WF14s. Um, <laughs> Lofty is a character in the Book of Mice and Men. Oh, is Steinbeck. That, is that true? Is it? Is well, it? I don't know. Why are you asking me? Because I thought you were into the literature thing. Mm, I mean, I okay. have a bit. Perhaps that could be another text in on Absolute Radio this morning. Paul John Steinbeck. has also texted, it could have been Lofty from It Ain't Half Hot Mum. Bet you'd forgot him. Oh, yes, I had. Oh, well, um, that's good to know. I'm quite relieved to know it wasn't Tom Watt. 
Just taking a trip <laughs> down memory lane. Yeah, yeah, it's nice, isn't it? It's, nice. it's like those people that have been in one thing and they get out an old VHS and they make you watch it repeatedly. Oh, that's me. I was only me. thinking that the other day when I was watching Trying Again. On, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I haven't watched it. Yeah. I Have you not? I hear, I hear it's really good. but um, I think it's excellent. It's great. Yeah. The Cockrell's uh, starring currently in Trying Again. The starring's egging it up a bit, isn't it? I'd say you're number three. Um, actually, in the script, I was number five. You know, the actors get given numbers. Oh, is that right? Actors get given <laughs> what numbers. What is this, The Prisoner? Apparently, you get numbers, and uh, and some actors have it in their contract that they're single-digit numbers because their ego is so big that they cannot bear to be number 11 in, really? a, in a hierarchy <laughs> system. Oh, when I'd go I number five, seven. I was five. I'm all right with five. Well, you, apparently, your performance is so good, they're retiring the number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know which uh, I'd want. Um, okay, so that's text from the outside world. Any news that you'd like to talk about this morning? Uh, well, we we need to talk to to use your parlance. We need to mm. talk about Kate Middleton. Oh, yes. I, I prefer to call her Decam now. Decam. Yeah, that's the shortened version of uh, Duchess of Cambridge. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd me think of David, Cam. David Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's had a terrible week. The poor thing. Oh, yeah. Was this a skirt? It's Mother Nature wreaked yes. a, a horrific, horrific sufferance upon her. It was the naughty Germans, wasn't it? It was the horrible Germans. They, they, They're not horrible. What? They <laughs> own this radio station. Can I just interject? Das ist verboten, that kind of language. I've just got... I've got, ish, I've got reasons. <laughs> Heritage and ancestry-related reasons. Are you Catholic? Are you Jewish? Make a decision. Depends. Yeah, pick a team. Pick a team. Depends who's playing, doesn't it? <laughs> Well, so, so let's to explain. The, the wind blew her skirt up when mm. she was wandering around in Australia in the Blue Mountains. Oh yeah, uh, and the also Ger- they were blue. <laughs> and a German newspaper uh, showed a photo of it, unpixelated. They showed her her bare backside mm. in full glory, and not one newspaper dared to go with a headline: "The Queen's Peach." Which I was very upset about. Oh, Queen's Peach. Very good. Oh, yes. Very good. He's good, isn't he? He's good. But uh, actually, I Did don't you think see it was it? Um, I don't think it was the natural wind that blew the skirt. It was her helicopter. Oh, I do apologise. She yes. was standing near a heli. It I always mean, happens near a heli. Hazards. If you mm. if you are a royal family mm. member, you do travel by by helicopter a fair bit. And in mm. fact, her husband's a pilot yeah. of them, so it must have come up before. Why doesn't she yeah. just get some trousers? A Why powerful, she wear a trouser suit? Yeah, a good. powerful chopper lifted her skirt. Exactly. It's a, it's a horrible exactly. moment it's, for a queen to be. It's all there. What about when I was staying in India once, and this really posh man, I knew he was posh because he had red trousers, <laughs> and we're at this very posh resort, and he said, um, would you like a lift back to Delhi in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> I said, do you know that would be lovely? And he said, OK, uh, the heli leaves at two. Wow. Best he was offer. going to Delhi in his heli. <laughs> this guy. He had some jelly. <laughs> the Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. We're talking about Kate Middleton and her um, little little upsy skirt. Her unfortunate wardrobe malfunction. Mm. I, I wanted to ask you, Emily, as a, as a doyen of fashion, yes. have you ever suffered you the ignominy <laughs> of a wardrobe malfunction? Well, Steve, this feels like a bit like when you're a chacho and they say, I couldn't possibly sing. So you've been decorating. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't have a series of pre-prepared. It's happened to me a few times. I once did an interview about royal wedding fashion and um, I was quite pleased with my performance. 
And then I, um, as I took the mic off, I realised my top was on back to front. No, not back Ooh. to front, inside out. Even worse. Oh, oh yeah, that yeah. is worse, because back to front, you could have tried to style it out and pretend it was one of those tops that was back to front. And they thought I was just really directional. <laughs> yeah. Was um, the label showing? Uh, yes, I believe so. Oh, no. Um, I got soy sauce Mortal on my white tuxedo when I was talking to Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. You cast. got soy sauce <laughs> on a white tuxedo? On my white tuxedo. <laughs> I was talking to Big Fat Gypsy Weddings. I don't kind of... You can't call them Big Fat Gypsy It's Big Fat Gypsy Wedding cast I was talking uh-huh. to. And it was a BAFTA nominees drink. And um, they didn't judge me, to be fair. Well. <laughs> nor did they invite me to. to their homes. No. Also, quite right, too. I think they were on the move at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've had met, no, but the worst was when a dog ripped my skirt off in <laughs> a playground. Me. I was about 12 years old, but it was a wraparound skirt. I was very oh, yeah. proud of it. And I was standing there, and the dog just came running past me and grabbed it between its teeth and started pulling. And it was a wraparound skirt, wow. so it just ran off into the woods That's with when it. your life becomes a, a farce. <laughs> it's like your life briefly becomes run for your wife or something like that. Yeah, she did grow up in a raccoon farce. That's exactly <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did, but I have to say... If I was Kate, I wouldn't be unhappy. I mean, she's, you know, his girlfriend's got it going on. Did you, I googled, I, I typed in Duchess and oh, you bum. Never. I oh, did, because I wanted to see it. And did you see the real derriere? You saw the actual photos of the German... No, but I saw some extraordinary photos of the British aristocracy. <laughs> um, well, it's like she was trying to get revenge. It was like it's like Pippa's got all the praise in that area. Yeah. So it's almost like she arranged it just so she can go. I think one nil to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big sister's back in it. I think it's nice. I mean, it's a polite bottom, is what it is. Why doesn't she? I'd say do mine's the, a little um... more assertive. <laughs> <laughs> hers, hers knocks at the door. Mine's a bit more of a battering ram. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We were talking about K Midi on Absolute Radio this morning, but we should also say there was some other uh, royal out and aboutness, which was Harry. He was in Suffolk. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the royal updates for this week. <laughs> no, I um, I like that royals just appear, don't they? Can you imagine if that was your job? You just had to turn up. Yeah, isn't that my job? I mean, that is essentially what we do this morning, in fairness. <laughs> it's not wildly different. He doesn't have to read emails out, but I think, no. he, uh, I think he does other stuff. Doesn't he doesn't he? have to play email corner. No. But he did have to judge. There was a bull, I'm going to say bull competition. Yeah, he met a bull, didn't he? He met a bull who was frothing at the mouth. And he seemed a bit scared of it, which is weird, given that he's grown up on farms <laughs> and he's met yeah, yeah. his dad's a farmer and... It had all froth at its mouth, though. Bulls are worse than horses. I hate them. They're my worst livestock ever. <laughs> What's your worst livestock? Um, Text in on eight twelve fifteen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd, uh, yeah, I don't like the big animals. They can be quite yeah. scary. I can understand why bulls... I was playing football for Boreham Youth once and a bull from a nearby <laughs> field got onto the pitch and started chasing us. And that was. Can I just yeah. say that's my favourite story you've ever told? I yeah, love yeah. it. Scored three, didn't it? <laughs> but also... <laughs> but that's better than runaway dog. We yeah. only get runaway dog. Yeah, people thought it, yeah. it, it, it could have been a bull. It could have been Dean Windass. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh. In addition to meeting the bulls... Um, during the Suffolk trip, he also um, he went in goal. Yeah, or there must have been about nine or ten these kids. Yeah, I think they were little, um, and the goals would be necessarily small. <laughs> the goals yeah. were like those Toys R Us sort of goals, weren't they? They were tiny little kiddie goals. And he did that thing that I also <laughs> do of, uh, of being an adult in a children's goal and being impossible to score against, <laughs> which is. Uh, 
among the biggest ego boosts a human can get, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. If you're ever feeling a little low, just go in goals in a kids' football match and not let them score. For, <laughs> I mean, I, there's not... My record's about four hours, but... <laughs> We, well, there's not patronising children and there's using your entire six-foot frame to block the Brilliant. goal. Brilliant. It was, did you see it? He had his arms outstretched, his Good. feet outstretched. Good. He was, he was ice hockey goalieing yeah. a football <laughs> yeah. game. So you should. Appalling distribution, I hear. <laughs> I hope someone said and he stayed big there. That's what you want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's quite a nice thing. I, I, I used to work on these kids' schemes working with um, children with special needs and handicapped children. Mm. Uh, and I played table tennis with a couple of them for about, for about three hours. Uh, and I was really trying to beat them, mm. and they were thumping me every time. <laughs> Good. And so afterwards, pe the people were saying to me afterwards, oh, that was so nice the way you let them win. And I was going to go, oh, yeah, exactly, I was just being charitable. Yeah. I never let children win. Is that wrong? No. I, mean, I don't care how young they are. I played swing ball against my niece, and she was about eight at the time. My brother-in-law said, why are you giving them really vicious backhands? <laughs> <laughs> You're meant to be playing a nice game with them. I just think you have to learn very early that life's hard mm -hmm. and it's every man for himself and you've mm -hmm. got to earn your seat at that board game, exactly. especially Monopoly as well. Yeah. And particularly football, getting kids mm. used to doing badly in penalty shootouts is an important part of training to be British, I think. Mm. <laughs> yeah. well, it was certainly an important part of my training to be Scottish, yeah. <laughs> um, losing <laughs> at penalties when I was in goal. Scottish goalkeepers have got a reputation, haven't they? So. They do that at birthdays, don't they? I think they might have done it at Buzz's birthday, actually. You know, they do the pass the parcel. Oh, and right. then they let them win. It all goes a bit Qatar Everyone's World Cup, win. doesn't yeah, it? Everyone's yeah, got yeah. to win. They yeah. just get. I don't. I don't agree with that. If anyone plays against me, FYI, I play to win. Mm -hmm. Bring it, Junior. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. It's the Frank Skinner Show. It's Absolute Radio. I'm Emily Dean. Those are all the details you need for now. Um, now Lofty is apparently the crane in Bob the Builder, also. From, uh, oh, is that right? Field, yeah. What if that, what if that man was playing the crane in Bob the Builder? Does he have dialogue, <laughs> the crane in Bob the Builder? A few people saying that there isn't a lofty in Mice and Men now. Perhaps there was, but Michael Gove tried to get rid of it. That's what people <laughs> are claiming. Oh, I love that. Um, well, I don't know whether this chap on the tube whose shoulder I was looking over, reading mm -hmm. his script, so he was either playing um, a character in a John Steinbeck dramatisation mm -hmm. Or he was playing um, a Bob crane in Bob the Builder. Or is it was it... Tom Watts weeping for the past. That's... <laughs> I know which one I'd prefer. I know which one I'd find the most alluring. Tom Watt <laughs> becoming Tom Wen. Oh. <laughs> Tried to make that existential and poignant and failed miserably. <laughs> oh, don't worry. At least you weren't talking about Doctor Who. <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about something even more nerdy than Doctor Who. Oh, go on. Because um, I, I saw I a band... stories. We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a band last, no uh, last week... Um, mm. And in fact, I saw the same band three nights running. Uh, and oh. It was an act of devotion uh, that my wife insists oh, is... Uh, devotion. <laughs> it, was wasn't, it wasn't there. <laughs> Lovely little voice you've got. I thought <laughs> doing musicals. I was doing my little voice as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, you know, the bit in, there's a bit in Frank's book where he talks about the first time in his life he ever heard The Fall. I'm glad it's that bit in his book and not <laughs> chapter nine. Yeah. And it's the, it's the moment where, he's, where it's, it's never heard it anything like it and it's mm. like the music he's been listening he's been waiting for yes, all yes i do life. remember that there's a particular band i uh, i had never heard until a few years ago called neutral milk hotel 
uh, and I'd never heard anything that they probably uh, not on the playlist here. No, no. Well, they had or a, anywhere, indeed. They had a they had a, uh, an album out in 1998, and I uh, the first time I heard of it, Pitchfork.com, the music website, listed it as their yeah, fourth, you're losing me already. Their fourth best album of the 90s. And I was thinking, why have I not, never heard of this record? So I listened mm. to it, and it was one of those moments where you just where everything changes, and it's a proper trembling, heart beating uh, type moment. Wow. Uh, oh. And then the first time I'd heard it, I was it was just as I was filming my first ever TV pilot, uh, and the cameraman happened to be wearing a T-shirt with with the band the album cover on his T-shirt, and I said, "I've just heard that record for the first oh. time last week," and he said to me, "I envy you being able to hear that for the first time." Oh, wow, it's my favourite record. And, and they haven't done anything That's for 15 years. That's a lovely little years. bonding moment for you It was you a really two. beautiful moment. So, so, so I saw it. I got di- tickets in different bits of the, of the gig. Different, I, one, oh, for the one, three separate for the nights. Three nights? One night I was sat down. One night I was d- uh, near the front. One night I was mosh near pit. the back. A very mild mosh pit in a very <laughs> pasty, uh, pasty, nerdy mosh you pit. You saw them three nights Why did you do it three nights? Yeah, yeah. Just did to, you want to see it differently? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, just wanted to get it from as many angles as possible. Angles? Well, were you a hitman? It's <laughs> like preparation of a hitman, not a fan. Three nights in a row. I didn't display that devotion to my wife last week. <laughs> 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 I tell you what, there's very little I do... Uh, three nights in a row. <laughs> You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Have we had any texts in on 81215? Quite late in the day to be promoting the text number, we you may think. We have had a text in response to um, nerdy Steve Hall over there. Uh, have we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I he s- got so passionate talking about that gig, didn't he? His little band, yeah. Oh, he was so happy. <laughs> What's the name face? of that little band again? Neutral Milk Hotel. Neutral Milk Hotel. Oh, they Hotel. sound lovely. The album is called In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. Check it out, readers. Um, oh, he ruined it. Uh, 545, <laughs> Ewan from Farnham has, uh, he has texted, I saw Elvis Costello five nights in a row at the Albert Hall in 88 and couldn't afford another gig for ages. He was starting to look nervously at me. Saw him last year, he was still amazing. That's nice, isn't really? that? Really? Frank I saw, would I saw probably him last have done year. that. He was, he was very good. You're not Who, alone. Elvis Costello? Yeah. How many times did you go? I saw him the once, first time I've ever seen him, actually. Mm-hmm. But he brought from which angle? <laughs> from side on. <laughs> which, which of your sniper gigs was that? <laughs> He's back here tonight. Yeah. Security, oh, get concerned. Maybe like the Lee Harvey Oswald of gig goers. <laughs> well, you make yourself sound like that. He was a quiet man. <laughs> yeah. We've had a, an email for, uh, for you, Al. Uh, on a previous oh. show, you were discussing uh, how to uh, cure Cochrane Jr.'s hiccups. Indeed. Uh, and Caroline has emailed to say, the best way to get rid of hiccups is my granny's hiccup medicine, uh, which is a spoon of sugar with vinegar soaked in. Works every time. Shocks from the inside. I'd oh, I love the sound of that, Granny. That message was brought to you by a character in a Dickens novel. Mm, I'd actually have that. sugar though. helps if the vinegar that, go down. If you had that on you now, I'd take that. I'd have a go at it. Um, ironically, uh, little Lord Fauntleroy Cochrane Jr. has not had hiccups since I talked about it on the show. So oh, I'm really? starting to think that the cure for hiccups is to discuss it on commercial radio. Or to well, drive him through Peckham at three in the morning. Let's step it up. Let's move to the hardcore diseases. Let's talk about Ebola. Let's get that. Let's get that wiped out. We've still got that. Yeah. <laughs> I, ha- I like us laughing nastily at that. I do apologise for that. Um, I want to ask that granny something though, which is the key question that I think is on all of our minds this morning, all of our readers' minds. Is it balsamic vinegar? Oh yes. <laughs> well, I only carry Lovely. balsamic. I'm Lovely. sorry. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.
thought I'd just finish us up with a with a little email that begins Hiya Lovely. all. I'm not sure it's from the USA, but <laughs> Hiya y'all. I, uh, I like the start. Do they know that Florence is in Italy? That's a test. Uh, after recently <laughs> listening to your older podcasts in between Saturdays, a reader mentioned Ecosia, which is uh, a website that yes. we recommended, a uh, search engine in fact. Today in science, I think this might be from a student. Uh, today in science, Google stopped working, so I went ahead Maybe and it's Professor Brian for I can gladly report that now most of my class are saving the rainforests. I think Ecosia do a donation to the uh, rainforest. Every time you Google. Every time. So you could be doing something incredibly dodgy and still giving to a charity. And we were keen to get rid of the phrase Google it, um, uh, Google. Mm. People use it as a search, don't they? But we we say Ecosia it. Just like people say Hoover it. Well, I did did many years ago. Mm -hmm. Anyway, as you were. Uh, Another thing. Are these prisoner numbers allocated to us or can I just make mine up? Well, we've covered that a lot, but it says long-time reader, second-time writer. I sent in about last year's New Year's resolutions. We we remember that Beth, age 14, um, and... What's uh, her number? uh, 241. Okay. It's the last three digits of the mobile phone and Gareth that used to sit in my chair uh, just... A, t- a texter had not put their name, and he just went, "Oh, two four one." And it was, was it, it, it was inspired it. by indolence, really. Yeah, we just liked the laziness. Really? Of we it. like the laziness. So, is, 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 has she called herself two four one, knowing, or is she just is she implying that, implying that she's a bargain? That's two what for I, one. What I would say about Could the prisoner <laughs> numbers is that they are allocated to you, but if you're Charles Bronson, will make an exception. You can pretty much do whatever you like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can make it up. Good we call. don't care. It's your manner. Cool. Um, it's been lovely this morning, boys. I've really enjoyed it. I've missed Frank, but I've loved having you two. Pleasure. Coming up... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Points towards a change in our relationship, which we'll discuss later. Uh, all I have to say is be seeing you. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.